Good morning. How are you? I think they said you're live, and I was like looking over there. So, <laughs> good morning. Welcome anybody that's watching on live stream. We're just happy to have you, and uh, we just praise God for you. And uh, we uh, this is our ten o'clock class. It's class coffee and conversate. And uh, basically, what we do here is we have some coffee. We conversate with each other and conversate with God. And we might have a class. We're definitely, uh, we might pray. And, uh, but we just let the Holy Spirit lead us. And it's just laid back. This is just a time for the Holy Spirit uh, to give us what he wants. And so what I, what I got right away is just, uh, if you would, turn to Psalms 115. One fifteen sixteen Psalms one fifteen sixteen. <clears throat> we did a uh, we did a series on I think it was Wednesday night not too long ago and and the name of the series was why didn't God just snap his fingers and the point of it and the purpose of that series was to ask this question all right all this stuff's going on is not good is bad in this world and when Adam messed up and Eve messed up why didn't God just snap his fingers and everything get fixed right because was that within his power to do that well I would think so I would think that that was in his power and if he loves us then why didn't he do that why didn't he just snap his fingers and fix all this fix the sin problem fix the the curse fix all of that stuff. Why didn't he just do that? And what it comes down to is this, is actually, you know, the devil will try to use that and say, see, God doesn't love you. He could fix it and he doesn't. The problem with that is there's more variables involved than just that. There's more things that are going on. Uh, and part of it is this verse right here. He says this, and what, see, once you get this, it starts to be a... A uh, very powerful thing for you, a very powerful promise for you once you understand how this works. But a lot of people have that issue. You know, why do bad things happen to good people? Why did this happen to me? What about the earthquakes and the floods and the tsunamis and, and tornadoes and all this stuff? Why does this stuff happen? If God loves us, why does this stuff happen? And so he. He, we asked that question, why didn't God snap his fingers? And the answer to it is actually pretty simple, and I'm, I'll answer it for you right away, and it's simply this. Um, God does have within his power to do that. The problem is, with doing that, is he put his word on something. And if he put his word on something, it must come to pass that way. And the devil knows that. And if he goes back on his word, then his whole character is unraveled. You know, the, the word says this. He says, I will send my word, and it will produce what it was sent to do. It will do what it was sent to do. And so what will happen is when he did this, a lot of people don't get this. Read this verse. It says, the heavens are the heavens of the Lord, but the earth he has given to who? The sons of men. 
He's given the earth to mankind. Now, uh, let's say that I give you uh, a house, all right? Let's say that I give you a house, right? Now, if I give you a house, uh, do I have any more say over that house? Who has the say over the house? You do, because now it's yours. If I give you the house, and then I come back in there, and I try to make you do stuff with that house, then what's, what's the issue? Well, I didn't really give it to you. I'm trying to force you now off of that giving. Well, does that sound like love? If I came back in, I told you, how, all right, I'm going to give you this house. But what I'm not telling you is I'm going to tell you how to run all your life and everything you got to do with that house. Well, that's not love. A love is to give you a choice, right? Now, here's the thing. If that house, uh, if you fix it up and it gets in good shape, well, who does, who does that belong to? Whose responsibility does that belong to? The owner of the house. And, and if that house falls to nothing, and, and I mean it starts tearing all apart and rusting away and, and everything else, whose responsibility is that? The owner of the house. Who owns, according to this verse, who owns the house of this earth? We do. We do. And so if bad things happen, whose hands is it in? It's mankind's. Now, he's empowered us. He's empowered us to keep it well. But a lot of times, first of all, we don't even know that it's ours, first off. And number two, we don't know how to keep it well. And so what ends up happening, have you ever heard that verse that says, um, my people are destroyed? For a lack of knowledge, right? Well, if you don't even know that the earth is your house and it's under your charge to take care of it, you know, humans, mankind, if you don't even know that, then is it likely to be destroyed and you don't even know why? Yeah, you're likely to receive destruction in that area because of these things. That's exactly what's been happening. This is exactly what's been happening. Is we, the earth is ours, according to the Lord. He's empowered us to you know, take care of it. He's empowered us to, to make sure that it runs well. But the truth of the matter is, most people don't know this. And the other thing is, the ones that do know this really don't know what to do with it then. And the ones that do know what to do with it, a lot of them aren't actually acting on it and moving on it. So what's happened is we just keep you know we just keep pushing responsibility to somebody else as long as it's not me. As, you know my choices are my choices and and it's not my fault, right? But the truth of the matter is, at some point, because this is true, at some point somebody has to say, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take responsibility for the decisions and the choices that we make. I'm going to learn who I am in Christ. I'm going to learn what he says I am, what he says we have. And I'm going to learn what to do with it. And when it comes down to it, and I'm sitting there in front of a choice, I'm going to, we talked about options recently, I'm not even going to see that there's any other option besides Christ. The option that even though I have options, I'm going to choose to only see God's option as the only option. 
Well, when we get a mind that's set on that, and we get a, a mind renewed, and we uh, live by the choices that God would have us live for, this kind of stuff takes place. And so a lot of times people are going, well, I, you know, I, see, it, I see it quite a lot, people um, in tragic circumstances, and, and their question is, why did this happen to me? Why did this happen to my family? And the truth of the matter is, it really comes back to us. Now, it's not, has, let me ask this question, has God left us helpless? Has God left us hopeless? No, absolutely not. He loves us and he has empowered us to be. We looked over uh, in the Gospels when Jesus was about to go up to heaven and he said this. He said, all power and all authority has been given unto me. And then he says, go then, go therefore, because I've been given all power and authority, you can go because I'm giving it to you. So he transferred it right back to mankind. But here's the question that we ask. If all power and all authority is given to Jesus, how much is left for the devil? None. So a lot of the stuff that's happening, a lot of the bad things, it falls under our responsibility. And so we want to make sure to grow in these things, to know what, what's happening, to know how to operate in God. You know, in a few weeks we're going to have a vision uh, Sunday where we're going to talk about it. And, and the pieces of our vision, there's four parts of it. The number one is, to, is a reset with God, and that's resetting your fellowship with God. The number two part of our vision is to help people understand how to live a kingdom, a kingdom of God life. And what that means is this. I want, I want people to know when they need healing in their body, know how to get it to manifest. When they need provision in their finances, they know how to do it. And, and we're seeing that. We're seeing people that used to not know that now learn how to do it. And the kingdom life is what it is. That's, we want people to know how to have life and life in abundance, life till it overflows in the kingdom of God. And so that's a part of our vision is to help everybody that's a part of Boomerang or attached to it get into the reality of a kingdom life. Why? Because there's something got to be done about the earth. And, and what's going to happen if nobody does anything about it? It just continues to decline in sin and the curse. Our choices are huge. Our knowledge, our understanding. And a lot of times we won't. Have you ever been in that place and you just said, golly, Lord, I just wish I wasn't here. <laughs> I wish I wasn't at the place that I'm at in my life. I just wish things were different. Uh, who of us has ever had those thoughts? Yeah. All right. Now, if the earth is yours and in other words your life is within your authority is the change going to take place in the mind of God to move you to that new better place where is it going to take place it's going to take place in us it's got to take place in us 
You know, I, I've, I've heard it quoted by several different, the definition of insanity. So I think somebody said, Einstein said, I don't know who said it. I just heard it. It's a good statement. And definition of insanity is uh, continuing to do things the same way, expecting them to change. Yeah. So you keep going around and around the same mountain, around and around and around and around and around, and you're like, dang, I hate that hole. I've tripped in that hole 15 times. I'm tired of tripping in that hole. Well, eventually, if you just stop going around the mountain, you'll never see that hole again. But those are our choices. you know. And the other part is this. It's like, Jeff, can you come here for a second? All right, so stand right here and face that way. All right, now you're going through life, okay? And you're heading to, you're at point A, you're heading to point B, which is right over here. All right? Now, let's say, now this is God's route, the direct route heading you right from where you're at to increase, right? But every, almost every time you get to point A in your life, the devil comes up and tempts you and says, Hey, Jeff, wouldn't you like to see point C over there? It's awesome. It's great. You'll like it. It'll feel so good. Right? And it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what the temptation is, does it? And if we're given to that, every time point C is where we head to. And we're taking this route. We're still trying to go over to point B. But at, the problem is, if the devil knows that every time you will respond that way, all he does, he just digs a hole for you to trip and fall in right here. How easy is it for the devil, the bully, to be a bully to you if you respond the same way in the flesh every time? So our life is, so let's go back over here. So our life really is just choices. And it's saying, you know, I, I, I put it like this. All the devil's got to do when we're given to our flesh and we simply want uh, to provide for our flesh, it's like the devil, devil just pushes a button in our life. Zap, you know. I was going to say, and you fall in the hole again, but I like the zap better. You ever seen one of those dog collars where it's like, you know, right like that? That, you know, every time that's how he upsets your life. He's like, he's like, you know, hey, demons, watch this. Hey, he's going to fall for it again. I'm going to dangle the carrot out there again. I'm going to dangle whatever sin. And watch, he, he's so led by his flesh, enjoy the show. And that's exactly what the devil's constantly doing. When you're led by your flesh, when you're led by sin, he's just getting a show off of watching you self-destruct by making wrong choices, by watching your world crumble because you don't know you have the power. You've already been gifted everything to stay away from it. And so he'll tempt you with something, he'll dangle the carrot, and then all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> and you're, you're sitting there in life like, you know, default, reset, I need some help, you know. You're doing that, and the devil's enjoying it, and you're letting him be a bully. Instead, God's got the path. He will completely clear the path for you to step from point A to point B with the blessing, never falling in any traps, never getting zapped by the devil. The one who, basically, in other words, the one who keeps getting zapped by the devil they're doing it to themselves because they don't have to go that way. He's, 
He's going around as a roaring lion seeking those that he may devour. Who are the ones that he can devour? The one that will keep following their flesh. The flesh is, takes on the nature of the devil and it's always going to war against the spirit and when we follow it, we're following that. Now here's, here's another question. Let's say that I was a bully, right? Let's say that I was a bully. And let's say that I came up in here and I said, hey man, you better do what I say. Do what I say. Now, I know Jeff and he's being nice to me because I'm the pastor, but if I was a bully, he'd be like, you better get your hands off me, right? Because he's not going to be bullied. He's not going to have somebody telling him what to do in life. It's not right. You don't have a right to come in here and then try to direct my whole life. Now, he'll be in love, but he's not going to let a bully be a bully. And yet, this is exactly what the devil is to us when he starts dangling stuff in front of our eyes, starts dangling temptations, starts dangling uh, sin stuff, flesh stuff in front of our eyes. You see it, or we have seen it as it's a temptation, but what you don't see is what's behind it, and that is the bully. Now, I know almost everybody in here, you were born and raised in America, as far as I know, and America, they got something against bullies. I don't know what it is, but it's like, don't be a bully around Americans, you know? And yet, the devil, as a bully, continues to dangle and try to tell you exactly where to go, and we allow him to bully us as we follow the flesh and make bad choices. We're like, Okay, you can just bully us all you want to. And what we've got to do is get the mindset, whoa, 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 time out. Wait a minute, I recognize who this is. He's trying to, get, he's trying to bully me again to fall into situations. He's trying to bully me again to make the wrong choice so that he can laugh at me and joke at me. I'm not falling for the bully's tactics any longer. I'm done with it. And the same way that you would stand up to a bully, you need to stand up to the devil and say this. Say, look, how do you stand up to the bully? You get forceful. Well, we're not to get physically forceful, you know, you know, don't don't take this wrong and next week your friend uh, tempts you with something and you think he's the devil incarnate and be like, I'm going to show you. No, no, don't don't do that. But here's what you do. In love, you simply, here's the easiest way to do it. You simply make God's choice. And now the bully is rendered powerless in just a moment. In just a second of time, the bully is rendered completely powerless because you used your authority in the earth in your life. So stop seeing temptation as something that will benefit you and see it for what it really is. Something to bring death into your life, to draw away from the life of God, trying to bully you, make fun of you, and stop seeing it for, oh, well, this will be fun for a moment. Stop seeing it like that. He's been bullying you with that tactic for way too long. Amen? Jeff, did you have?
doubt and fear and unbelief, then that's like a temptation too, and that is. Hold on. I don't know that this thing turned on, is it? Hello. Hello. Here you go. Say it again. Wouldn't, um, does does the devil also um, dangle, bully us by doubt and fear, believing in you know, doubting and fearing and disbelief, unbelief? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. He he dangles doubt, fear, unbelief in front of us. And if he can get us to bite on it, then we've just been bullied again. Yep. He does that all the time. So he'll dangle temptations in front of you. He'll dangle sin in front of you. He'll dangle, he'll dangle, oh, God's not really true to his word. It's like this verse that we were looking at before, the Psalms 115. Let's put that one back up there. Psalms 115, 16. The heavens are the heavens of the Lord, but the earth he has given to the sons of men. And so he's given earth to mankind. And so one of the bullying tactics is, you can't trust the Lord. Why does bad stuff happen to good people? If he loved you, he wouldn't let that happen. You see, that's just a line of deception. What? Trying to do what? Trying to bully you into walking away from the one who actually loved you. Walk away from the one who's actually done everything for you to have life. When actually, if there was fault to be found, it's somewhere in mankind, not God. Now I'm not saying that you did it directly. It really doesn't matter where it comes from. That What matters is what choices are you going to make from here on? Are you going to make the choice for God? Are you going to... Uh, Put your authority and power through Christ in action and make those choices? Are you going to shut the bully down? Or are you going to keep on circling the mountain, falling in the same holes in the same ditch? You know where they are. It's funny thing about those mountains that we go around. We can tell you how many steps till we get to them, and yet we still fall in them. We can tell you their name. We can tell you how deep they are, and yet we still fall in them. Because we've allowed the bully to be the bully. And we haven't allowed God to be God. And we do all of that by our choices that we make every single day. Now, in business and like sales and things like that, one of the things that they talk about a whole lot is what's called DMO. DMO, Daily Method of Operation. In other words, if you're not getting the results that you need, then you need to change your daily method of operation. In other words, like in sales, if you're, uh, if you're out there and you're making sales and you're not making enough sales, then you probably need to either get better at sales or you need to increase the number of people that you're seeing per day. In other words, more people you put in the funnel, more people will come out the bottom. All right, So you're looking to increase it, but you've got to change something that you're doing on a regular basis on every single day. Well, in the Christian world, we've got to change our daily method of operation and turn it into God's operation. What are the choices that God would make? Because when we do, 
Let's look at Matthew 6.33. When we do change our daily method of operation and start making choices for God and stop making excuses and stop seeing the world's option as an option, but only option we see as God's option, when we start putting Him first, this is what happens. But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Now, if you go back and look at the verses before that, you will see what all these things are. All these things are awesome. It's, it's, it's food, shelter, clothing, abundance, being blessed. You just name it in whatever way. In other words, all the stuff that you've been fighting for and scratching and toiling and working for all your life to try and have the joy... It's already in God and paid for. It's just a matter of if you go after them, God's already pre-programmed that stuff to follow after you. He's already pre-programmed them. It's just a matter of, you know, I do some coding and some, and some programming every now and then. I'm not, I'm not the best at it, but I like it. But here's the thing. You put in input in one side, and the program does some work, and it spits out the input on the other side. This is what God says. If you change your daily method of operation, for me, I've already programmed it to spit out the things you need. I've already done the work. I've already paid for it. Just change your choices. Change your daily method of operation. Put me first is what God's saying. Put God first. Make choices for Him. We just had a testimony on Wednesday night as, as a uh, young couple. And they have been scratching and, and trying to get everything that they needed for so long and just trying to do it the way that the world had taught them to do it and it wasn't working and it stunk. And, and a few months ago, they just started coming to church and saying, I'm going to do that. I'm just going to do that. And all of a sudden, it was amazing. And she just got a promotion and uh, not, not only in money, but, which she got that as well, but also just in the atmosphere that she works at is so much better than it was before. You know, she enjoys it better. It's more enjoyable for her. So she got promotion in multiple ways, and he's, he's got a new job and gotten promotion too. And it all came from, not because they were working hard and trying to find it. Do you realize that this promotion and this job came and found her? And the job, it came and found them? I wonder how that happened. <laughs> I wonder where that came from. I know. It's God. It's God. And when we make choices, and I'll tell you, in our lives, you know, there was a time when we were scratching for everything the world had to offer. Trying to be a Christian, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And we changed our daily method of operation started living for God and there were some things I wanted to come a lot faster than they came but the truth of the matter was we weren't ready for it you know it's kind of like all right God I'm going after you now I'll thank you very much for a half million dollars a year income thank you so much that's so awesome I wasn't ready for a half million dollars a year income apparently I'm still not ready so anyway but it did change and it got better and better and better. You know, we, 
We got into a house. I'm, I'm just going to give you some physical things. We got into a house. I remember moving in that house thinking, how in the world are we ever going to fill this house up? Because it was a nice, decent-sized house. How are we ever going to fill this house up? Now, that was 10 years ago. That was a stupid question. I, we, that thing is so overflowing, and we were going through it yesterday. Why? Because you don't have to fill it up. God fills it up. God fills it up. We were going through stuff yesterday and we were giving away clothes and, and, and getting rid of clothes because the closet had gotten so packed, this is no joke, the, the shelf in my closet fell off the wall. Is that correct? Because we had so many clothes hanging. And it wasn't because we wore them all the time, but that was just abundance that came from that. And, and we were having to give away clothes. Now, I'm not going after clothes. I, I could care less about it. I mean, it's important to have them. Y'all would believe me. <laughs> anyway, it's important to have them. But here's the thing. God cares about it for you. And Nicole looked at me last night. She says, you know, sometimes I forget and I need to remember it more. Just how blessed we are. And listen. This is, now listen for this for you. God is not a respecter of persons. So what he'll do for me, he'll do for you. What he'll do for that young couple that we were talking about, he'll do for you. The only thing that needs to change is he wants to do that for everybody. You realize, now look, 10 years ago I told you we moved into that house. Now let me give you an idea of where we came from, Okay. Ten years ago, when we moved, all right, go back just a couple years before that, that year, Nicole and I combined made less than $16,000 a year. Nicole and I combined made less than $16,000. The house that we moved from, in one room, I could go and I could say, oh, it's sunny outside, looking through the floorboard and seeing outside where the sun was shining and the grass was growing up through it. Now, not trying, I'm just saying, I don't care where you're at. You cannot even have a house right now. You cannot have a car. You cannot have a job. It doesn't matter where you're at. God is where he's at. He's on the throne and he wants to bless your life. But it comes down to, are we going to partner with God or are we always going to be fighting against him? And we either partner with him in our daily method of operation of making choices or we're fighting against him by making the wrong choices. Are we giving ourselves to God? Are we making him a priority? Or is... The life that we think we want, the priority. The pleasure, a priority. The sin, the temptation, is that the priority? Because if that's the priority, it carries fruit with it. But if God's your priority, there's fruit that comes with Him. And the fruit that comes with Him doesn't include hangovers, death, lack. The fruit that comes with Him is abundance. Blessing, not the curse. And love. And which one you want to be a part of? It all comes down to choices. Why do bad things happen to good people? Because there's a lot of people that make bad choices. That don't know who they are in Christ. And that this earth 
is theirs to run through the authority and power of Jesus Christ. Lord, I just ask you and I thank you. I praise you, Lord, for what you have given us. Lord, thank you for giving us opportunity to partner with you. To join with you, Lord. Lord, let our, let our vision increase. Let our dreams grow in you. Let our eyes see farther than they have before. Lord, maybe the world's beat us down in it, and it's taken our vision so, so far back that all we can see is right in front of our face. I can't even see, begin to see the blessings of God because the world's beating them down. Lord, I just, in Jesus' name, let vision be increased. Let vision stretch further. Let them see just how good you are and what you have planned for them. Lord, thank you for stretching our vision because your word told Abraham that you can have whatever you can see. Whatever you see, it's yours. Lord, let our vision increase. Let us see that living in you is possible. I don't have to live the way that I've been living. I can live even better. Even if it's been good, I can live even better. Lord, I can see it. Let us let them have the vision to see and grab a hold of a God kind of life. Lord, we praise you for it. Lord, I just ask that their eyes of understanding be opened, that their heart be open to you. And Lord, let them be strengthened with all might to make the choices that you're asking them to choose every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I'm glad you got to come to the class. I hope you were too, and thank you for joining us. And we'll see you in a few minutes. It's going to be a great message today on Increase.